Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. so much for tuning in the first show of 2013 and as luck would have it i am battling a vicious cold hopefully it's not the flu or anything i just got to say something and if you're listening the guy who decided to get on the stairmaster next to me at the gym and was hacking up a log and not covering his mouth I'm, i'm gunning for you right now i am gunning for you so i'm battling this cold and i'm here with you guys this Sunday evening to talk wrestling, and, you know, again, it's it's rough. The only thing that's bad about this show, that, that's tough about this show, is the fact that we actually have to have real jobs outside of doing this show. Unfortunately, not getting paid to do this. We do it purely for enjoyment, but, uh, you know, sometimes things come up. So uh, Dave had a work conflict this evening. He is uh, – Hurrying up right now to get his stuff done, and he will be joining us later on in the program. But for now, I am going solo, uh, starting it off in the best of pro wrestling talk. So we want to hear from you, because I need all the help I can get this evening. 347-838-9815 is the number two call. Be sure to check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. You might be listening to us there, or a uh, blog talk radio slash Show. You can always follow us on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. And you know what? As as everything else in today's day and age, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. And, you know, we've had over, over the weeks and months more and more people joining in. And each and every Monday, uh, we have a a raw thread, a raw chat going on on the, uh, the fan page. So, uh... You know, we want to uh you know, we, we want you to join in and tell us what you're thinking about Raw while we're watching Raw. You know, every Monday night 
8 o'clock, we post up there. It's Raw Chat time, and, you know, we talk about what's going on on Monday Night Raw. So, uh, by all means, go over to our Facebook page and check out our Raw Chat each and every Monday night. And tomorrow night is going to be our first Monday Night Raw Chat of the new year, 2013. promises to be a huge year for us. Uh, just to let you know, it's going to be a real special show tonight. We have the Greek god Papadon, who is scheduled to call in. Uh, if you have not seen this guy, go to YouTube. You know, Keep listening, but go to YouTube now. Check out some of the Greek god Papadon's matches. Phenomenal uh, talent. And uh, we're going to be having uh, uh, Steve Off, our friend Steve Off, who's going to give us a little info. He was at a TNA Gut Check to tell us how that went. And... Uh, we also have uh, Cruiserweight Sensation Sebastian Cruz is going to be calling in, and he's going to be battling uh, Papadon, uh, the Greek god Papadon, next week at the NWA on Fire It Live event, which I will be at, so hopefully you guys will come on out. And speaking of NWA, let's talk a little NWA to start this program off. Uh, first off, got to congratulate one Mr. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne, who last night became the NWA National Heavyweight Champion. And uh, it, it's it's interesting, you know, and when you, you get to be a part of this business and you see certain things, and, uh, you know, the NWA right now, at least, is not getting a lot of mainstream coverage. But 2013 is going to be big for the NWA. And, uh, you know, the National Heavyweight Champion, Damian Wayne, I mean, when you think about it, put it in historical perspective, uh, Damian Wayne, who is the NWA National Champion, uh, he's also held the NWA North American Championship, and he's one of only six men to have held both those titles. Uh, the others being Paul Orndorff, Terry Taylor, the Spoiler, Ted DiBiase, and Dusty Rhodes. So in rarefied air right there, so congratulations, Damian Wayne. Interestingly enough, I'm sure this guy, uh, you know, he's ambitious, talented individual looking to grab some more gold and uh you know if he were to win the nwa world championship he would be only the second guy to have all those all those three titles uh on his resume the other one being dusty Rhodes. so uh damian wayne right now in some rarefied air so congratulations to him and what he's doing in the nwa uh so let's talk some nwa we got our live event next week january 12th uh Yours truly will be there. Uh, you know, exciting, exciting times right now for the NWA. I got to say, man, it's cool being involved in this business. One of the coolest moments, I got to say, in my life. I, I went out Friday night. Uh, that was the last night of, of sustained help. And uh, I'm out at a bar, and uh, lo and behold, NWA on fire is on the TV. And uh, there I am up on the TV, and I notice people in the bar are kind of looking over other people, like saying, is that him? Is that him? It was so cool. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, a, a limited kind of a moment of celebrity, but it was still a, a cool moment. So uh, it was neat to be a part of that. So uh, check us out every Friday night, uh, NWA on Fire, uh, on Me TV, And if you can't check us out there, you know, go to nwaonfire.com. Uh, and we'll get you some information there. Also, if you need tickets coming up for next week's program, be sure to go to nwaonfire.com. We'd love to meet as many of you guys as possible next week. So come on out, January 12th, uh, NWA on Fire in Parsippany, New Jersey. We got some 
great matches, and some of these guys, uh, you know, if you don't, if you haven't heard of them, uh, some really talented individuals. And like I said earlier, it's really an honor for me to be part of the NWA. Um, but we have uh, this uh, the Pharaoh, uh, who is a tremendous specimen, a seven footer, uh, you know, very talented individual, and uh, he's gonna he's, he's Something going on between him and Von Schmidt, another talented individual, and uh, the two of them will be squaring off in a kind of a gauntlet, kind of a you know a, a match where each each guy is going to uh, be uh, uh, picking three competitors, and they're going to see who can beat their their opponents uh, in the shortest amount of time. It's a beat the clock challenge, uh, so that'll be opening itself up to a lot of interesting matches. Uh, another match that next week, we got the Hoods uh, versus the Minutemen. Um, and, and, you know, if you if you like classic wrestling, if you like old school, if you like going back and, and thinking of, uh, you know, the Legion of Doom, uh, the British Bulldogs, uh, Rock and Roll Express, uh, you know, the old school tag teams, uh, it, it's been a while since... You know, I've at least got to see a real legit, uh, you know, really gripping, hardcore rivalry between uh, two talented tag teams. And uh, this match promises to be something else. A last team standing match, uh, which, uh, you know, I can't remember ever hearing a last team standing match. So uh, that should be a very interesting, interesting match. And uh, you know what? We also have a, a tag match between Papa Don who will be on the show later on, Papa Don and Ricky Reyes uh, versus Cruz, Sebastian Cruz, the Koki Kid, and Ash Rubinsky. Four very talented individuals. Like I said, if you haven't seen uh, Papa Don, amazingly talented. guy can cut a promo as well as, uh, you know, perform in the ring. The guy can go. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, a guy like Cruz, insanely popular uh, guy, very popular with the fans, uh, very talented individual, very quick. Uh, so if you like that sort of athleticism, uh, this promises to be a very athletic match. And the NWA on Fire Heavyweight Championship is going to be on the line uh, next week. So, you know, uh, be sure to come and check us out next week. The NWA on Fire uh, on January 12th uh, promises to be quite an amazing show. So uh, be sure to check it out. And... uh that's what we got for you next week. So uh, let's see what we got right now. You know what? I'm going to just go out to the phones and see what's going on. Uh, let's go right now to uh, – we're going to go to Mr. Trivia and see what he's got going on. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Ken? Good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I was just hearing your uh, report there on NWA. It sounds like it's going to be a great show. Um, also, I remember one of my first, uh, times that, well, my only time really that I had the distinct honor and pleasure of meeting you face to face, which the pleasure was all mine, by the way. And, um, that was at the Enfield Square Mall for an autograph signing in Enfield, Connecticut. Um, we did an interview. I still have it on tape. Everything was a great time. Uh, I would also like to let you know that they are having another, autograph signing at the Enfield Square Mall on May the 25th of 2013. Uh, Just Incredible will be there. Uh, Mario Mancini will be there. Former WWF ring announcer Frank Krasnowski will be there. 
and a special guest appearance by none other than Mr. Trivia. I will also be there. I was invited to the show, so if you get a chance, stop on out, say hello to everybody. And um, Steve Off, I want to congratulate him on his uh, unsigned con- uh, wrestler of the year he, he uh, received. Hopefully we'll catch him on the TNA program uh, pretty soon. And you also mentioned something about Mr. Anderson with uh, Aces and Eights. Now, how do you think that's going to pan out? Do you think he's going to stay with them or he's going to turn or what? I don't know. I mean, the obvious choice uh, to me right now is he's going to uh, turn on Ace and Eights. Uh, like I said, I, I just don't think that they uh, they don't even know like what to do with, with him, it seems like, right now. Uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, it's weird. Right? What's going on? There? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, something, something's weird happening with my my feed. So. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I got you on the computer here, and I was listening to. I got you. Um, last week's show. That that's still up there, but I'll mute that and. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. I also. Good. Anderson goes. Uh, I just think that it seems like there's going to be a uh, he will turn, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's weird because it, it seems like they just have no direction with uh, his character right now. Yeah, I also noticed uh, Mike Knox. Wow, I haven't seen Mike Knox in ages. I didn't even know he was still in the business. What What did you think of his the, the the reveal the other night? Well, I mean, I kind of figured that it was gonna. It was, somebody was going to be revealed, but I didn't expect it to be Mike Knox. I mean, I'm still uh, I'm still waiting for the other guys to that I was told that are going to be in Aces and Aces that are going to be revealed, like um, Bischoff and Briscoe and Abyss. Because I still say that really, really big guy that they have, I still say that's Abyss. And for some reason, now they've got Joseph Parks um, training and going to wrestling school and so forth and so on. And he's talking about, oh, well, you know, my brother Abyss, you know, well, you need to put that to rest. But we know how we know how all that works out. But uh, I also want to make a mention of Raw tomorrow night, which is going to be good. I guess CM Punk has been cleared to face uh, Ryback in that uh, title match, which uh, should prove to be pretty interesting. How do you think? Huh? How do you think that's going to play itself out? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that uh, that Ryback's going to win it, but supposedly they're saying Paul Heyman's building a stable of wrestlers, and I think maybe uh, the Shield might be part of that as well, and you know, probably going to be saving CM Punk's title until the Royal Rumble when he faces The Rock. Because I still don't think they're going to bring the, they're going to bring the Rock back to wrestle at a major pay per view and have him lose. It just doesn't seem possible that that will happen. Yeah, I kind of I mean, you know, there's. I mean, you're going to bring him back. Uh, you know, what's the point right now? I mean, if he's such a, a part timer and he's not really, you know, I mean, even like last year, he's not really built. A rivalry with with CM Punk, so it's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of like he he has to win, or like what's what's the point of bringing him back? But uh, should be interesting. I'm yeah, 
going into this WrestleMania season. Uh, it definitely uh, very optimistic that we're going to be looking at some very entertaining TV. Yeah, well, they were also saying about the 20th anniversary coming up of Raw uh, next Monday, and they said that they were going to announce uh, the first member, the first inductee of the 2013 Hall of Fame. Um, my opinion on that is I think it's going to be Mick Foley. And uh, I guess they're going to have appearances by Steve Austin and The Undertaker and the Heartburn Kids. So I guess they're all going to be uh, making appearances that night on their 20th anniversary show. But like you said, it's going to make for good TV. Hopefully this year they'll have much better pay-per-view success than they had in 2012 because, you know, like I said to other people before, you know, I think out of all the pay-per-views they had in 2012, I think there was only a handful of them you can really count that were any good. It's just that, you know, that was my opinion. I don't know how you felt about it, but I, I felt that there was only a handful of them that were really, you know, worth the time watching. So hopefully they'll they'll make it good. And, uh, Ken, I'll be looking forward to talking to you tomorrow in the Raw Chat. You have yourself a great new year and looking forward to the Ken Reedy show again in 2013. And hopefully we'll see you up in Enfield on the 25th of May. Thanks. Good talking to you. Take it easy, man. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're, you know what? Because we have some guests lined up. We're going to stick with the calls. Go to the calls a little early this, this evening. It's okay. We can do whatever we want here. So we're going to go. This guy's been on hold for a while. Is this uh, Justin? Yes. And how you doing? How you doing, man? Oh, fine. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> so you're looking forward? The Rock is going to be back tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. Are you excited? I am excited. Who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? I think it's going to be Edge. You think Edge is going to make a special return and, and uh, win the Rumble? I guess he is. Wait, what do you think about... Uh, John Cena, does he have a chance? Yes, he has a chance too, Ken. Well, all right. Uh, what are you looking forward to most tomorrow night? I mean, tomorrow night you have Ryback versus CM Punk, and you have The Rock returning. Uh, anything you're really looking forward to on tomorrow night's program? It's going to be CM Punk versus Ryback. Who do you think is going to win that match? Uh, CM Punk. I think I, I got to say I kind of agree with you. I think CM Punk is going to be uh, the champ going into the Rumble. I don't know how he's going to retain his title. Uh, maybe he retains it and Ryback kind of wins the match, but uh, via uh, some sort of technicality. But uh, I would agree with you. I think CM Punk is going to win tomorrow night and retain his title to battle The Rock at the Royal Rumble. That's right, Ken. Well, Justin, it is always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for. Uh, Give us a call and supporting us. Uh, take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Ken. Hope you feel better. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're funny. Take it easy. All right, Ken. All righty then. Well, Justin, uh, you know, thinking, and I got to say, I got, I got to agree with the Justin there. Uh, I think that we are going to have a, a. Uh, we're going to have a CM Punk rock match at the the Royal Rumble. And I don't think that's necessarily a, a far-fetched kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. And right now, 
I've gotten word that the Greek god Papadon is available, so we're going to actually try and call him into the show and going to dial right now. And let's see if we can get the Greek god Papadon. And the call failed. We'll try one more time, and then we'll go back to uh, you know what we were talking about. I'll try it one more time, uh, getting the number right. You know, well, live radio, you know, you never know. And we're dialing right now, and call failed. So we are going to continue with the uh, your phone calls right now, see if we can get the Greek god Papadon on at some point in the near future. Right now, we're going to go out to the phones, because I believe this is Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? I am. How are you doing, Ken? Doing all right. How are you? I'm all right, you know, happy 2013, you know, sorry, you know, not feeling too great. Thanks, I, I, I just, I want to kill the guy who was on the Stairmaster. He was on the what? Yeah, this guy was on the Stairmaster next to me uh, at yeah. the gym, and I, I, I was on for about 30 minutes, I was just doing my cool down, the guy got on the Stairmaster next to me, and just starts hacking up a lung, and he's not covering his mouth. I stayed on for like a minute. I was like, you know what? I want to get away from this guy as, as quickly as possible, but I don't think I got clear quick enough. And, you know, man, like, you're that sick, and I can just, just take the day off from the gym. Don't go and get the rest of us infected. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. If, if, the guy, if the guy has that, I mean, it's like, you know, don't come. So, you know, the good news was the fever broke last night, and uh, we're going to get through it today, uh, talking wrestling. So, uh you know, what are you thinking of uh, setting up, you know, looking at tomorrow and then going forward? Obviously, you know, we talked a little bit last week, but going into WrestleMania season, uh, first Raw 2013, then we got the Raw 20th anniversary, and we're off and running. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I'm, well, I mean, tomorrow night, what do we get? Right back, Punk in the TLC. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm thinking Punk is, you know, going to keep the belt since they've been, you know, it's going to be him and the Rock at the Rumble. Um, as far as what else they're going to do on the show, I don't know. I um, never heard that the Mick Foley was going to be announced as the Hall of Famer <clears throat> this year. You know, again, you never know what to to take seriously. Uh, you know, it's sometimes, you, you know, you, you hear stuff on the dirt sheets and it's like, oh, that's true, and then it's not. I mean, I've heard Mick Foley both. That he's, you know, a lock for the Hall of Fame, and I've heard that they pulled his name off the list. So you never know. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the WWE purposely leaks false information just to kind of throw people off. Uh, yeah, get... just the world of the internet, man. But uh, who knows? I mean, as far as his impact, uh, you know, it's. I'm okay with him going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you? I, oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it too. I mean, I think I think he's definitely uh, <laughs> definitely uh, Hall of Fame material. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have him headline or whatever, but um, I don't know. I guess the Cousins are going to be in the New York, New Jersey area. I mean, they could always, you know, I guess he can be the, uh, you know, um, I don't know if you know, like I said, I don't know if they'll have him headline or be like one of the main, you know, like you know, inductees this year. But yeah, I think you know, I'd, I'd be I'd be I'd be fine with Mick Foley. Uh, you know, going in there this year. Um, so you know, yeah, so I, you know, that's, like I say, I've seen the guy, seen the guy all over. You know, his, you know, I mean, he's had a really crazy, he's had a really crazy career. Let's put it that, let's put it that way. 
Tony, I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold for a little bit because I still want to get your thoughts on like the upcoming season, but we have Papa Don calling in, so I want to get him on right away. So I put you all on right. hold. I'll come back to you after the interview, all right? Okay. Oh, man. And here we go. We have the one and only the Greek god Papadon is finally on the line. Papadon, are you there? Yes, I am. Great to hear from you. Happy New Year. Uh like I said in the intro of the show, if you don't know uh the Greek god Papadon, be sure to check out YouTube. Uh great promos as well as uh you know, he can go in the ring. Uh just in your own words, uh say for for fans who who don't know you or are not familiar with your work, uh how would you describe uh, what to expect from uh, the Greek god? Well, I have uh, a moniker I like to use. It's G-U-T-T, the gut. And it's not because I have a gut, because I don't, but it's the greatest unsigned talent today. Not meaning that I'm not good enough to get signed, but the fact that I'm not under contract to any national company right now, that I am the greatest talent that there is in wrestling. And um, that basically sums it all up in, 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 I guess, four words. What, what they can't expect from me as a, as a performer is to get their money's worth and to be entertained 100% of the time, whether it's verbally with my promos, whether it's in the ring, you know, with my, uh, with my performance and my skills and my maneuvers, whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, they come to a show, they're going to end up leaving the show entertained and talking about the Greek god. How did you get started in the business? Um, I went to a school called the Long Island Wrestling Federation Doghouse. It was run by Bobby Lombardi. He owned the school, and I was trained by Homicide. And um, just wanted to be a wrestler. I uh, went to the school because it was close to my house, maybe like a half hour away. And uh, a month after I started, I had my first match. Um, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately, the school lost its lease. They couldn't renew it, so they closed down. And after that school closed down, I ended up going to the NYWC Academy, which is still up and running today, um, and uh, continued my training over there. And I still train today at the NYWC Academy at least two, three times a week. Thirteen years later, I've been in the business and uh, doing my thing and honing my craft and getting better and better each day. And luckily, I've been very fortunate to uh, train by very skilled and very talented guys who are very respected in the business. One being Homicide, obviously, and the other one being Mikey Whipwreck, because when I went to NYWC, he took me under his wing, and uh, I guess I continued my training, per se, under his wing, and, you know, like I said, I've been very fortunate, because a lot of talented guys have been trained by both guys, and they're both good guys, and they're both respected in the business, and they both know what they're talking about, and they teach their students correctly. Um, interesting, because I know that uh, Tony Nese also got trained by uh, Mikey Whipwreck, and in uh and we're in the uh, match for the NWA uh, World Championship. Uh, seen some other matches with you on. Uh... Hello. 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 Are you put on? Hello. Can you hear me? Did I can I lose you. you? Hear me? Hello. Uh, I, I... Hello. Hello. Yeah, I got you. All right. You got me? Yeah, I got you. All right. I guess we had a bad connection or I hit a dead spot. I'm driving as we're talking. So. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Are you there? I'm here, yes. 
<laughs> this is ridiculous. Anyway, can you hear me now? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm right here, man. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. I think we're crystal clear now. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, what I was asking is, uh, you know, I've seen a, a few times you and Tony Nese get in the ring together, uh, and it, it's pretty amazing to watch the two of you work with each other. Hello? Yo. I think I think it cuts out every time I ask the question. All right. Well, what do you, what, I see you was talking about Tony Nese, so what were you saying? What, what's it like uh, being in the ring with Tony Nese? Oh, well, it's a great experience. The kid's very talented. Um, again, like you said, he was trained by Mikey. He's another guy who, uh, unfortunately, never got his uh, just due. I mean, the kid was on national TV, and they never used him correctly. And uh, that was their loss. And now that he's back on independence, whoever's smart enough to pick him up will obviously gain through his uh, abilities in the ring. And um, he has a passion. I mean, that's one thing I can say about guys from NYWC. And I'm not just saying that because I'm one of them, but guys like Nice, guys like myself, guys like Reynolds, Alex Reynolds, and Johnny Silver, they all have a passion for this business and they strive to be the best. And they always shows when we do shows and we always have a match of the night. Hold on one second. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. I got you. Um, outside of, like, being in the ring and training as far as your ring work, uh, what are some of the things you do at the gym to prepare for your matches? Uh, I jump rope. I do interval training on uh, on the cardio, uh, a lot of interval cardio, um, a lot of core training. Obviously, lift weights, but um, squats. Squats are a big deal. A lot of a lot of Hindu squats. Um, also, when we go to the school and we train at the NYWC school, we do a lot of drills. You know, blow up drills that we like to call in order to give give you good ring uh, ring wind and ring. Uh, you know, uh, what's sorry, with shape. I guess ring shape. So, you know, that that's just one thing. You know, there's just a couple things that just one aspect of how you can become a better performer because, you know, this is obviously a business that is uh, cosmetic. You got to look the part. Now we say you got to, you know, live the part, but you also have to be the part. You can't just turn it on and off. It has to be with you 24-7. And that's the only way you're going to be uh, successful in this business is if you, if you make it your life. Unless you just don't want to go to WWE or go to New Japan or go to a national company and you want to just be a weekend warrior, then that's fine. I mean, there's no, there's no there's no shame in that at all, you know, but if you want to make it to the top and make the big bucks and be one of the fortunate guys who get to do what they love to do for a living and get paid for it instead of going to, and then do, you know, having a nine-to-five and you regret waking up in the morning and go to work, then, you know, you got to change everything and make this your life 24-7. Switching gears a little bit, your promo work. Um, seen a bunch of promos, uh, so you're calling out Matt Hardy. Uh, the promos are anything but PG. Uh, just curious <laughs> on on the wrestling business right now, the the uh, television aspect, and tell anyone are watching or is it pretty much uh, what you're doing. All right. Well, 
Hold on one second, because you were cutting in and out. I heard every other second word. You said something about my promos not being so PG and that wrestling on TV is being PG. What else did you say? I was curious, like, do you watch TV? Thoughts on, on the business, uh, as far as the televised business? And uh, do you watch, or do you just concentrate on, on your stuff? Uh, well, of course I watch. I mean, you know, you have all these guys on the independents, and I'm not naming people, but just they claim that, oh, what's on TV is crap, what's on TV is not good. Well, if it's not good and it's crap, then I guess being not good and being, you know, full of crap is what makes you money. Because that's what's working. Um, from a business standpoint, there's an old saying I like to follow. It goes, a good salesman knows his product. So if you're in this business and you're a wrestler and you're only watching your matches and you're not watching wrestling as a whole from different countries, from different companies, um, from different time periods, then you're not lowering your product. You're not learning from, from other people's mistakes. You're not learning from other people's matches. I mean, it's, I can watch a match 17 different times and, and pick up 17 different things. You know, sometimes it takes me a few hours to watch one match, and that could be a 10-minute match, you know. But um, I do watch what's on TV right now. And to me, and people have said it a million times, you know, wrestling is like ice cream. There's different flavors. What the WWE produces is sports entertainment, and that's a certain flavor. And it appeals to a certain crowd. The only thing that separates, let's say, WWE from TNA, from Ring of Honor, from any, you know, regional independent company is 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 money. They have the backing. And, you know, a company like NYWC or an ECWA or Extreme Rising, they don't have the backing yet. So if if anyone was ever to get the backing and have the opportunity to go on a national level and given a chance, I'm pretty sure, you know, there'll be a good alternative on TV. So... I mean, it depends. It depends on any individual. Certain people like certain things. You can't please everybody all the time, you know? So, I mean, personally, from a personal perspective, I'm a fan of WWE, and I'm a fan of TNA, and I'm a fan of, you know, Japanese wrestling specifically. And, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a million things that I watch. My favorite time period of wrestling was uh, NWA Jim Crockett Promotions. I think that was the best time ever for professional wrestling. And, um, you know, just I watch everything, so I have to. If I don't, then you know I'm selling myself short. I can't get better as a performer if I'm not if I if I don't evolve with the business because the business is constantly changing. Well, speaking of NWA, I mean you're wrestling for the NWA on Fire next week, uh, January 12th, uh, teaming with uh, Ricky Reyes. Have you ever teamed with Ricky Reyes before? Um, no, I have not. And I know Ricky for a while, and I know he's a very skilled performer, um, a good mat technician, uh, wrestler, no submission. He could probably do it all. Um, he can high fly, and uh, I know he likes a lot, a lot of mat pace wrestling. I'm glad he's in my corner, and uh, I feel sorry for our opponents, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've had my foot in the door with the NWA for quite some time now, and uh, now just stepping on board with NWA on fire, I'm looking to branch out and make my way to the top and become NWA World Heavyweight Champion in 2013. That's, uh, that's you know, uh if anyone can do it, man, uh, you can do it again. Very impressed with uh, your ring work. Uh, before we let you go, why don't we uh, just promote what you got going on? Where can fans see you and, and contact you, uh, you know, in the future? Sure. Um, well, you guys can hit me up on Facebook. It's Greek God Papadon. Um, unfortunately, I hit my max with friends. Uh, I'm gonna have to delete a few people. I don't even know half the people that are my friends or majority of them, but whatever. I have Twitter. Uh, still Greek God Papadon. I like to keep it simple for the peasants. Um, as far as upcoming shows go, 
uh, last night. I had ECWA that just passed. Uh, I also, uh, next week, like you said, I have NWA on fire on the 12th in Jersey. Uh, the 18th, I have NWA Liberty States uh, in Parsippany, I believe it is. Or, no, no, I think Parsippany is NWA on fire, but it's also in Jersey. Uh, maybe Lodi, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the 19th of January, I have, what do I have? I have uh, NYWC in Deer Park, and I'm working on some stuff for the last week in uh, in January. A couple of doors opened this past weekend, so I just got to confirm a couple things, and uh, I'll let the people know. Great. Good stuff, and I uh, look forward to uh, everything you're going to accomplish in uh, 2013. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, and sorry that the phone kept coming in and out. Okay, well, we'll we'll do it better next time. (laughs) Definitely, man. Take care. And there you have it. Not the easiest interview, but we got through it. Uh, Phone kept cutting in and out, but uh, interesting guy. Uh, Definitely, uh, you know, very uh, focused on his craft, uh, you know, takes his craft seriously. And, uh, again, I can't stress enough, you know, being involved in this show and the NWA, I, I keep trying to... You know, go to YouTube. I mean, YouTube is such a resource now, and just try and grab stuff and get to know uh, other wrestlers that maybe are not household names. And uh, you know, I, I grabbed a couple of Papadon matches and, and and promos, and very very gifted. Uh, a guy that would not be shocked to see on TV. And you know, I shouldn't say because he'll be on TV with the NWA on fire. So uh, you know, on fire, definitely on fire in 2013. Got some talented individuals coming up. So. Uh, be sure to check that out. And I'm going to go back out to the phones now because Tony was kind enough to uh, go on hold when Papa Don called in. I'm going to bring him back up now. Tony, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I haven't gone anywhere yet. You're jumping on hold for me. Uh, wow, that was that was a tough connection there. But uh, getting back to what we were talking about, we were uh, talking about Monday Night Raw and the WrestleMania season. Uh, your thoughts, you know, just going in like, I mean, do you see? I mean, is there any way The Rock doesn't win the title at the Royal Rumble? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm nothing against The Rock, but you know, like I said, he's a part-time guy. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really need the belt. So it's like if if they have, you know, like if they do something to have Punk retain, like by doing, I don't know. I mean, like I said, having the Shield be aligned with anybody might kind of, kind of weaken that, weaken that, you know, weaken those guys a bit. You know, if they have them. Um, you know, actually align with with someone. You know, say so they should be guys who are on their own. But uh, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe like Brock Lesnar comes in, or, or you know, like he makes a he make, he, like he makes a surprise appearance at the Rumble, and he uh, you know costs uh, Rock the match or something. Then we I don't know. Maybe they'll do Rock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Uh, I, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. If that's what. Uh, you know, I mean. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, <laughs> the phones are everything. I wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, but the, uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe some some like if if they're gonna do if they if they don't have Rock win, maybe they can have Brock Lesnar come in and you know you know he he can he can uh, give the Rock an F five or whatever, and then Punk can just you know Punk can just roll and like, pin him or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just feel like it's it's pretty obvious. Like the Rock has to win the title. I just. Like, why bring him back to, to not win the title? What are your thoughts on the Rumble match itself? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Sheamus might. I don't know. Maybe Sheamus will again. 
I don't know, either Seamus or, you know, or, or Orton or, uh, I don't know, Miss, you know, like if Ryback doesn't win tomorrow night, he, he might he might go in there and win it, you know. I, you know, or, you know, I hope so, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, Cena doesn't need to win, you know, again, it's like, um, but, uh, I mean, no wrong. I, you know, what's up? You there? I'm here. They go Cena Rock too at WrestleMania. Are you okay with that? Mm, I don't know. We saw it last year. I don't think we need to see it. We don't. I don't think we need to see it again. You know, especially like a deal like Rock and Cena too. I hope we wouldn't do do a you know Cena beating Rock for the belt. You know, because you know, like I say, you know, Cena seems the main guy. He doesn't really need to be in the you know like in the, he doesn't need the belt. Uh, so you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know what, what they'll do, uh, but uh, yeah, because I don't know, Rock Cena number, uh, Rock Cena two. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. We saw it last year, and it, you know, it, it was a good, it, it was a good match and everything. But I don't think we need to see it a second year. Interesting. Well, Tony, as always, thanks for the call. Uh, you guys out there, you want to hear the best blog in the business? Uh, be sure to check out Tony's blog on the KenRedyShow dot com. Blogs on Raw. SmackDown and Impact each and every week. So uh sure to go over to the website and check it out. Tony, happy new year. Thanks for your call. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, happy twenty thirteen again. Oh man, take it easy. You too. And we're gonna stick with the phones right now, and I believe this is Mike online. Mike, are you there? Hey Ken, yes I am. How's everything tonight? Doing all right, how are you? I'm doing very good. Uh, I just want to thank you very much. Um, I wasn't able to listen to your show last week. I had some things to do, but I want to thank you guys for trying to nominate me for, for I don't know what, the pipe bomb, you know, because you said it, that I'm energetic. Well, actually, you insulted me kind of by trying to compare me to the Ultimate Warrior. I talk sense. The Ultimate Warrior never did. Yeah, I think you were, you were nominated for... Uh... It was either call of the year or or moment of the year, but yeah, it was it was thrown up on the Facebook page. Well, I'm happy to hear that I I'm happy to hear that I was nominated, and um and to all my haters out there, I'm gonna do what Kanye West said, what Kanye West does, and he and you know Kanye says this if he if I ain't nominated, well whoever won whoever won you know it's good it's good for them, but next year I'm gonna win I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make the uh, the impact, but um, how are you? Uh, where's your better hand tonight, there, Mister Dave? Um, you know he had a work conflict tonight. Uh, he's he's promised to, he's in transit right now, so he should be popping on any minute now. You know, like well, I said, I've been there, I've been there, done that. Um, a couple of things. One, I listen to what Papa Don had to say, and I respect um his old school values. Um, and but but let me just tell you something. Him and his tag team partner Reyes. They're in for a fight with Sebastian Cruz. I know Sebastian, and Sebastian is a hell of a talent, and that guy is going places. So that's all I have to say about that. And I wish uh, Sebastian lots of luck. Yeah, Sebastian, and it's interesting when you get to see Sebastian Cruz. I mean, a guy who, not only very talented, but uh, very over with the crowd. I mean, it just a very... Uh, yes. I I noticed he was over. I don't know if you if you checked it out today on my on my um, on my on my page today. I went a little old school for the people, and I brought out some good memories that I have with BWO. Um, me and the X Clan actually went up against him and his brother, um, what do you call it, at the time, and they beat us. Um, 
when the X when they had the when the X Clan was stripped of the titles, but they had a tournament at BWO, and they were and they were over. Actually, you could probably watch that match on uh, on my YouTube channel. You know, I've been uh, I've been going through my stuff, and a lot of, of of my old stuff is out there with that. But that's uh, that's another story for another day. Um, but so. So what's going on with you? Oh, so Ken, I've been, I've been, uh, what do you call? It? I wanted to go out to NWA on Saturday, but I have a conflict, so can't make it. Well, you know, maybe next time. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to check out some great. You know, I, they they have some great talent, um, especially that giant Farrell. I mean, I've seen Farrell. Uh, what do you call? It? My my my. I think my head maybe came up to his cast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's a specimen, and and you know. Ooh. People make that comparison, at least looks-wise, to uh, the great Kali. Um, yeah. is far superior to Kali, especially Kali now. And let me tell you something. Magic went up against him three times, and Magic took him to the limit. Magic took him to the limit. Magic and him actually turned what was a, supposed to be a wrestling match into a street fight at, at one Legion place, because I was there that day, and I could not believe how strong Farrell is. But you know what? He's young. And kudos to him. It should be a good. NWO and Fire has definitely built themselves a good roster, and uh, definitely. And uh, and I was going to watch it on Saturday, uh, on Friday night, but again, you know, it, it it happens. You know, when you get called by the ladies and the friends, we go out to the bar. Uh, they want you there, you know, to do your thing, entertain entertain the crowd or whatever that I do. Um, you know, we're out there talking wrestling, and. A lot of people were asking me the big question, and uh, and who do I think it's gonna? Who do I? How do I think the Rock is gonna do tomorrow night? Um, I don't be don't be surprised um, if the Rock obviously interrupts that match um, with Punk and uh, Ryback because you know the Shield's gonna come out there, and then the Rock's probably gonna come out there, and then there's gonna be a war. Yeah, I can see something like that happening. I mean, I think that it's. It's interesting tomorrow night because I feel like they have to. Punk has to retain, but they they can't have uh, Ryback look weak and and to lose to Punk again. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to lose <laughs> some sort of countout or something like that. I mean, I, know yeah, I don't know. I I think Ryback should lose. I don't think Ryback should even wrestle Punk in in, in this stage uh, of the game. Well, I, everybody knows I don't like Ryback, but I mean, hey, you know what? I don't like him, but I respect him. He's out there doing his thing. And good for good for him. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, I'm, I don't know if you caught it uh, today. Again, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this because I'm not going to get excited because I'm not going to argue with anybody, but I just don't understand this, okay? Here's the thing. Tony Scott, okay? You, we all know Tony, all right? If you don't know Tony, he, look, he, he, he looks like a Christmas ornament that was thrown out. I don't know if you ever seen one of those old Christmas ornaments that should have been thrown out a long time ago. Tony Scott, um, what do you call? He he, uh, you know, you want to talk about um, Tony? Listen, he wants to talk to me about being a man because he knows about being a man. Okay, whatever. He wants to mock people and tell people that they're not going to go nowhere, like he like he was saying about Steve Off. Number one, Steve Off is going places. That's one for him. The other thing is, with me, I've been to where I want to be. I mean, yes, I do want to get higher. I do want to go to different companies, and I do want to, you know, give my, my talent, because I do feel I'm talented. Well, my thing is this. 
Tony Scott talks about, hey, when are you coming down, when are you coming down? First of all, number one, why would Tony Scott, an old man who has Alzheimer's, I think he forget, I think he kind of forgets who I am. So I think I'm going to have to go down there to one Legion place, sit there, buy a ticket, and see what happens. Because, you know, I mean, even though I am with the lawsuit and I am whatever, I am waiting to hear what's going to happen with me. Steve Wolf and Bob Arian extended their olive branch, said, hey, Mike, you know, you could join us, whatever. I like the off-army, but I think I'm going to stick with, to myself. I think I'm better off sitting there and seeing what happens between me and this old man. Um, and whenever the next BWO show is, I promise you and I promise everybody I will be there. But I won't be alone because I will have a friend with me. Mike, always a pleasure, always entertaining. Thanks a lot for the call. Um, you want to check out my – well, all the fans or whoever wants to check out my, my – well, you know, you have my uh, – my, what do you call um, – I, my Facebook page is uh, Mike Ferrara. I have a picture with Kevin Nash. I'm actually going to be taking that down because I'm going to be putting some new pictures up of me soon, so we'll be happy about that. Um, my Twitter page uh, would be at Not Whip for Life. Um, and then my YouTube page is Not Whip for Life. Also, I just want to get this out. Support BWO Wrestling by the same organization, ECPW, um, NWA, Support at UWA Elite, which Corvus Fear happens to wrestle for. The guys are tremendous, um, another tremendous uh, product. Um, every organization, just get out there and watch it. And Bob Arian, my brother, woo for Bob Arian. And Ken, as always, I thank you for letting me speak my piece and uh, say hello to Dave for me. And I'm going to be listening. You put me on hold, Dave. I mean, Dave, sorry. You put me on hold, Ken. And yeah. We got a deal. And you say hello to Michelle for me as well, brother. Will do. Take it easy, man. All right. I'm ready to go, baby. I'm ready to go. And there you have it, Mike, with a lot of stuff. Again, you know, it looks like uh, it's it's a mixed bag tonight. Uh, but we are very excited that I can actually go. I'm going to go to the ropes right now, and I'm going to tag my partner in because we do have Dave on the line. Dave, are you there? Yeah, I've been waiting in the gorilla position to do a run-in to help you with that phone call. How's it going, Ken? Don't. Right, muddling through. We've uh, had some <laughs> difficulties. We've had some interesting calls, but we're making our way. Uh, glad you're on board with us. And uh, we've kind of touched on it a little bit with uh, the WWE and, and uh, going forward uh, with The Rock and, and what we're going to see uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so as I was curious, like, uh, what are your thoughts uh, tomorrow night? We see The Rock. Uh, we got a title match. Uh and then the following week, we have the 20th anniversary of Raw. Um, you know, I guess this promises to be two pretty killer weeks of Raw. Uh, what do you expect to see tomorrow night? Um, I'm, I'm expecting to see seeds planted for where they eventually want to go getting to WrestleMania. Um, you know, it's interesting that you, you, you talk about that. I mean, uh, you know, I've been reading online the past few days that um, WWE wants to stack up the month of January with Raw with big names and big shows, not just these two weeks, but the rest of the weeks going forward um, because of the sagging ratings, as they would say, um, in the past two weeks on Raw. Granted, they were both holidays, so you got to understand, 
not everyone is, you know, home Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, you know, watching Monday Night Raw. They were both taped shows. You know, there were spoilers available. A lot of people probably read the spoilers and just saved it on the DVR and, you know, checked it out. So I can understand why the ratings weren't the best or up to standards as they thought. Um, and plus, when you're booking Santa Claus getting run over by a heel slash babyface Alberto Del Rio, it's not exactly going to be something that everyone's going to want to tune into. But yeah. be that as it may, um, going forward, <laughs> going forward with tomorrow night, um, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios. The Rock was recently interviewed. The Rock said that, um, you know, if, if he sounds sincere and genuine, he said that he's going to be headlining WrestleMania with a, with someone. He didn't say who, obviously, and that they've got four months of TV and a storyline built up for that. Um, there's going to be some interaction with The Rock and Ryback because The Rock is scheduled to face the winner of that match. I wouldn't be surprised, and here, here's where I think this might go. I wouldn't be surprised if this TLC match tomorrow night does not happen um, for a couple of reasons. I was listening in, and, you know, uh, Mike made mention of the Shield possibly getting involved, and you made mention about how they can't make Ryback look weak again if he, you know, on, on him losing. And I think there's a, there's a slight possibility that, you know, as much as people want to see Roxena for the title, we may see Roxena too without the title, and eventually WrestleMania will come down to Ryback and CM Punk for the WWE Championship. Um, I think they might drag it out. Um, that's a good possibility. We could, you know, I mean, John Cena last week said he will be the WWE Champion in 2013, so maybe we'll see Cena win the Rumble. There's a lot of different scenarios, a lot of things going on. And then, of course, the 20th anniversary next week, I reported it on Facebook. There's rumors of Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, Undertaker making his return. I've heard rumors of Undertaker possibly showing up at the Royal Rumble and setting up his WrestleMania match. Against who? We don't know. But we're going to see a lot of stuff go down. Tomorrow night should be probably the most exciting three-hour Raw since the 1,000th episode because The Rock's going to be on there, and we're heading on the road to WrestleMania, and we're, we're going to see some stuff that's going to set up where they want to go for WrestleMania, um, at least in my opinion. I, I'm looking forward to it personally, um, you know, and, 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 and that's where I see things happening. I would agree. It's interesting, though. Like, I find myself kind of in a weird place. I'm looking forward to the show itself. But, like, you made mention of Raw 1000, and that was, like, the big anniversary show, like, I like Raw 20. I'm just kind of like, eh, eh, it's another anniversary. Like I'm not for the for the aspect of like I enjoyed the nostalgia aspect of uh, you know uh, Raw 1000 and uh, you know you know thinking about how far they've come, yada yada yada. I as much as I'm looking forward to a good show and if they're bringing back some stars, that should be interesting. Uh, you know, like the Hall of Fame uh, inductee reveal uh, that should be cool, but. Uh, I'm finding it hard to get excited about just the, the anniversary aspect in and of itself because they just had a a big anniversary show. But uh, with the names you're throwing around, I mean, if all those names are involved, uh, yeah, the, the next six hours plus of Raw uh, should be quite entertaining and really should get the ball rolling as far as what we're going to see uh, going into WrestleMania. I'm curious to your thoughts. When we talk about ratings and sagging ratings and everything, you know, it's interesting that you brought up the, the last two weeks and, and the the holidays. And, and I don't think you can really fault the WWE totally for ratings uh, for the last two weeks, for ratings dropping at least. However, they really did themselves no favors 
going forward. You know, I mean, if you hear, you know, as wrestling fans, I mean, we remember stuff. We we go through. We watch everything. You know, next December, when it rolls around and we get wind that you know the holiday episodes are, are taped and whatever, man, not run into the TV set to watch those episodes. Um, there were times in the last two weeks that those shows were embarrassing, and we here we really, really, really try to be as as positive as possible. We we don't like being the, those people that, that just bash the product. I mean, for the most part, we like what's going on. We're wrestling fans. You know, if I really hated it, I wouldn't watch it. You know, uh, that drives me up a wall, people who, like, continue to say how much they hate wrestling or, or a product, and they, uh, but they still watch. You know, I, I don't hate it. There are things that I, I, I hate about it at times. Um, but that all being said, and trying to be positive, uh, I really thought that the la- the holiday episodes of Raw were incredibly weak. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they were too. And I think usually, here's the thing that I've noticed a trend with in, in the past several years in WWE, maybe even further on if I go back and watch some older stuff. But usually the month of December, after they do their December pay-per-view, there seem to be more or less television storylines that have – finalities and build-ups because it's the holiday season and the way that the, the way the holidays fall they obviously have to schedule you know they have to tape raw or smackdown or whatever television shows they do on different nights instead of going live like they normally do for raw um every monday night but um i think some of the they get the holding pattern because i think they want to sit when they get to the new year they want the fans Something more to look forward to at this, you know, going into you know the Royal Rumble, Road to WrestleMania season, so to speak. And at the same time, because it their holiday themed episodes and like I like I mentioned earlier, not everyone's sitting at home at Christmas Eve, you know, watching TV. You're either hosting an event, a party, you're going to someone's house, relatives, loved ones, whatever. And New Year's Eve, the same thing. They just happened to fall on a Monday, and it was just a bad break. And I think the company does these certain things, like the running over Santa Claus or Mae Young giving birth to Hornswoggle, like stuff like that, because you'll get your core, true, you know, hardcore WWE fans that will watch it regardless at any time, no matter what the situation is, whether it's on DVR, whether it's live. But they they know that, like, those even though it's even though it's embarrassing stuff to watch, they know that stuff's not going to stick with most of the viewers because they got more to look forward to when the new year rings in, like the big Ryback CM Punk TLC match, which which is coming up tomorrow night. So it, it's a it's really a double edged sword when it comes to that. Um, and I do agree with you. I believe that it, it it was just embarrassing to watch. You know, I mean, we we talked about it on last week's show that the updates from Santa Claus, you know, about Santa Claus's condition, and you know, and then this past week, you know, May Young giving birth to you know to 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 the baby New Year, which came out to be Hornswoggle. I mean, it was just absolute, and the sound effects and the noise, it was just absolutely terrible. I mean, it was just awful. And I and, I, and like you said, I hate to criticize, but this is just my personal opinion. Um, so, like I said, I think it's just a matter of. It's television storylines that, you know, are are just there for the short term. It's not going to mean anything once you get into the New Year kind of thing. So the worst thing was like that is if you happen to watch with a non wrestling fan, and if you're trying to convince them to be a wrestling fan or at least show them, you know, you're a fan. 
I was uh, I was talking to uh, actually I was talking to Dave Lagreca the other day uh, from Busted Open, another wrestling program uh, on Sirius XM Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and him and his mother is not a wrestling fan. Turned out he wound up watching the New Year's Raw with his mom, and it was just. She looked at him when when Hornswoggle was born. She just looked at him like, "Wait, seriously? Like you watched this? This is how you spend your time? This is, you know, six hours a week at your job? You talk about this, you know? And uh, you know, it was tough. It's tough to sit there and defend it. And he couldn't defend it. It was, yeah, it's, it, it was it was bad. Um, and and sometimes you're in that position where you're watching wrestling with a non wrestling fan, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove the validity of wrestling. And sometimes you know the program you're watching shits the bed, and and you're done. You're not gonna convert. Uh, they become non convertible, if you will. But we have reached the midway point, Dave. Glad you jumped on when you did because it's time right now for the day five fifty fifty news report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the first and official Day 5 News Report of 2013. And I got some big news to start off this week. As Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, former WWE champion, NWA champion, WWE Hall of Famer two times, he's announced that he will be returning to the ring in Japan on January 26th for All Japan Pro Wrestling as he will team with the great Muda to face Tatsumi Fujinami and Seiya Sanada in Ota, Japan. Flair will be under a month shy of his 64th birthday when this match takes place. I should also note, too, that I'm assuming that Flair is only doing this match, well, not only for the money, but the fact that his son, Reed, is going to be training at the All Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo, so it might be a little bit of a, you know, a doing a favor for the company, company doing a favor for uh, Flair for his son, Reed. Anyhow, our second story, former WWE and NWA World Heavyweight, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Dan the Beast Severin announced his retirement from MMA on New Year's Day, according to ESPN.com. Severin stated that he will continue to take wrestling bookings until the end of 2013. Severin, who is a former NWA world champion, was last seen in the wrestling world at Ring of Honor's Final Battle 2011, where he served as Eddie Edwards' corner man. TNA star, personality, executive, whatever you want to call him, Hulk Hogan has refiled his $100 million lawsuit against Gawker Media to consolidate his claims against the website and the ex-wife of Bubba the Love Sponge, Heather Clem. Hogan also sued Bubba the Love Sponge earlier this year, but both sides agreed to a quick settlement which resulted in Bubba apologizing publicly to the Hulkster. Brother! TNA will be taping a couple of special episodes of Impact during Genesis Weekend next weekend that will be airing in the month of February in place of the former Against All Odds pay-per-view. The show will feature an Ultimate X match, a Joker's Wild tag team tournament featuring top TNA stars like Bobby Roode, James Storm, Austin Aries, etc., etc., an Escape the Cage match and RVD squaring off against Jerry Lynn on Jerry Lynn's 
farewell tour in the wrestling business. Other former TNA X Division talents such as Petey Williams, The Amazing Red, Jimmy Rave, and the cousin of WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, one Matt Bentley, will all be in action during these tapings. And our final story this weekend, for some of you wrestling fans in the Northeast who will be attending festivities during WrestleMania weekend, some big news for you. Pro Wrestling Syndicate has announced that this week that WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk will appear at their WrestleMania weekend shows on April the 4th and the 5th in Metushin, if I hope I pronounce that right, New Jersey, acting as a guest commissioner for both nights. Also announced for the show, former WWE star John Morrison will be taking on Japanese legend Jushin Thunder Liger, as well as appearances by Demolition, The Rock and Roll Express, Superstar Billy Graham, and Brett the Hitman Hart. It's a new year, folks. 2013. Check them out. The Gun Show. Steve Off. Bob Arian. El Rotundo Genioso. And maybe Mike Ferrara if he you know, plays his cards right. YouTube slash Steve Off. Check out The Gun Show. And of course, Parsippany, New Jersey, January 12th. NWA on Fire will be there. Get your tickets now. And there you have it. That was the first official Day 5 News Report. Only heard here on The Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. You know, it's a. There's there. I'm so torn. One of the stories, it's. Part. Wow. You really need to see Flair and that guy. And there's part of me that's like, wow. Salt, blank. I don't know which. Also, he's going to hurt him. Uh, in. Free for most of his career, but can't look at the condition of Hulk Hogan. You look at uh, get out there and wrestle. Uh, uh, you can go. But, uh, I guess it's kind of like good, for him, but uh, if I'm being shot. Okay. We I'm having trouble hearing you, Ken. Are you there? I'm here. Are you there now? I'm here now. Okay. I'm sorry. Having right. trouble hearing you. Yeah. And now I heard that, and I just got your text. It said, having trouble hearing you. <laughs> You're not supposed to let out the show's secrets. Come on. <laughs> uh, technology. Oh, it happens, and that's, you know, you deal with it. But, uh, all right, you're back. Yes. So, uh, since you didn't hear, uh, Ric Flair, you know, God bless you can get back in the ring at 64 years of age, but uh, as a fan, don't know if I really need to see him back in the ring. No, I'm, 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 I'm content with it. I was actually, you know, I was at the supposed Ric Flair, you know, retirement tour, WrestleMania weekend in Orlando almost five years ago, and, you know, they, they sent him out the way that, you know, every pro wrestler wants to be sound. He got inducted into the Hall of Fame. He wrestled a phenomenal show-stealing match with Shawn Michaels. I mean, you know, I was kind of upset when he signed on with TNA and then he wrestled, you know, with all due respect, but, you know, his first match back, he wrestled Jay Lethal. Or, no, he wrestled, I'm sorry, wrestled Hogan. He tagged with AJ Styles to wrestle Hogan and Abyss. 
And I was just like, really? Like, you just, like, ruined, like, I, I thought I was, like, one of the lucky ones. It was like, I got to see Ric Flair's last match ever, you know? But, like, now I could say, like, okay, well, I saw Ric Flair's last match ever in the WWE. But, you know, it's, it's living proof that, you know, the, the guy needs the money. Um, he's going through a, his fourth divorce. So, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, if he loves to do it and, you know, people will pay to see him. I mean, I guess, you know, more power to him, but at the same time, it's like this wrestling fan over here is like, uh, I'm done with it. I don't need to see it. You know, I love him to death, but I just don't need to see it anymore. To draw an analogy, it, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, Marv. You know, when they, they sent out Flair, and, and look, in the wrestling business, they don't really send out guys often in, in a good way. Uh, that was the best send-off that any wrestler could uh, could. And could have, and for him to continue to come back, come back, it uh, you know, it sucks, but it it definitely starts to at least tarnish the the legend a little bit. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know, like I don't want to bash the guy because he is, you know, arguably the 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 best. You know, if he's not in your top three, then then your list is a farce. I mean, you know, he's he's one of those guys. Uh, so I no disrespect intended, but you know every time you hear that he's wrestling again, it's like you, you think about you know the match with Michaels, you think about the send off on Raw, and you're just like oh, that was such an amazing moment for him and, and how he got sent off. And now it's it's almost like, you know you get the feeling that when and if he announces that this is going to be my final match, it's going to be at some indie show somewhere. I don't think we'll see him getting the WWE ring again just because of the send-off they, they gave him. Um, and like you said, it's it's sad because it's it's pretty obvious that he, he kind of needs the money, and that that kind of gets sad. You know, you don't want to see a, a legend like that, you know, putting his body on the line because he, he obviously needs the money. So I guess all the best to Ric Flair, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I just I, I kind of wanted to see him hang it up, you know. But that being said, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, like I said before, at 64 years of age, if you can still go, that's impressive. You know, it's impressive he can still go. You know, went, you know, had his big send-off, then went to TNA and wrestled. So, I don't know. But I think it might be time for Flair to, to hang it up. But uh, let's switch gears a little bit while, uh, you know, we're, we are kind of did the news break. We hit a little bit of WrestleMania and everything. But uh, TNA, let's hit a little TNA because I feel like we, we've been uh, – We've been WWE heavy the past few weeks, and we hit some NWA today, so let's hit some TNA. Um, this week, we uh, we were promised the return of Sting, and we were promised a reveal. Um, what we got was Sting kind of just meandering to the ring. Uh, like, hey, that's Sting. Um, maybe they the lights, or there'd be some drama involved, but all of a sudden Sting was there. And the big reveal was, was Mike Knox. And, you know, it's I'm not one of those people. Like I, I think, to me, you, you grab talent. People who rip on TNA and say, oh, they're just getting WWE cast-offs. You know, you get talent. You know, if you have a chance to, to sign a Jeff Hardy, you sign a Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's just... He's marketable. He, he gives entertaining matches. You just do it. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily criticize TNA for, for doing that. However, when you take a guy who is essentially a jobber 
in the WWE and make him a big reveal. Now you're really kind of making your, your uh, to me at least, you're making your company look really subpar. That a guy who is a jobber is a, immediately, upon arrival, is a an immediate impact kind of player. And I don't think, look, I like Mike Knox. I think he's a talented guy. And I think it, it's a good signing fight by TNA to have him on the roster. However, for, for Mike Knox to be the big reveal, um, I don't know about that. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I mean, it was it was underwhelming um, for Mike, you know, for the, I mean, when today was like, oh, my God, that's, that's Mike Knox from the WWE, Taz, you know who he is, and, you know, Taz was, like, shocked, like, you know, like, like, like he, he acted like, you know, he just, you know, sat on his front porch and had a beer with Mike Knox and was shooting the shit, and then all of a sudden it turns out he's a member of the Aces and Eights, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't, it just didn't come off like, like, ooh, ah, like, wow, that was good, you know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to the guy, but, you know, he didn't really make a big splash or a big wave in WWE. Like, the most the guy ever did was he main evented an elimination chamber once, um, with, you know, like John Cena and Rey Mysterio and, you know, a couple other guys, but that was like the biggest thing he ever did. Um, you know, did, did the guy have potential to do more? Absolutely. Um, let's just hope maybe that this aces and eights thing will help elevate him and people will forget about his forgettable run in WWE. Um, I just, it seems to me that like they've been revealing these guys' names and no disrespect to Luke Gallows, who is now being referred to as Doc, but I said it last week. I was like, they, it, it doesn't seem like they know what to do with this Aces and H group. The only thing that they seem to have on board is the fact that, and we all know it, that Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe are, you know, a part of that group and they, you know, they do double duty with, you know, siding with Kurt Angle, but playing on the defense with, you know, the aces and eights as well. They seem to have that storyline in place where they're slowly building to eventually, you know, Kurt Angle being shocked that his two protégés that he's helping train were a part of this thing all along. Like, I think that will be good. But just out of – it's like out of nowhere, like, it's Mike Knox. You know what I mean? And they've had all – it's almost – they're almost better served, like, keeping most of these guys, un, you know, under the mask until they figure out what they really want to do because it just doesn't seem – they need a big reveal to be the guy that's been behind the whole thing, you know what I mean? And it just – it seems like that they got no direction with it. And then the Sting the sting return, they hyped it in the middle of the show where they dropped the bat from the middle of the ring. I thought that was stupid. And then he comes out and it's like, all right. Sting has returned about, like, 75,000 times since he's been in TNA. Every time he's taken a sabbatical, he's come back, and guess what? He still looks the same. He's the same person. But there was, like, no, like, dramatic, like, I think they must have missed the cue or something because the music wasn't even on. He just showed up, like, and then he just came in and cleaned, did the same thing he did before. It's like, you know, like, I thought the way they sent him out when Luke Gallows or Doc or whatever you want to call him beat him with that hammer, I thought it was good. That was really good. It was something more vicious than just any other wrestling beatdown. And then he just comes back, and it's like, it's just underwhelming. Like, I just, I think that they, personally, I think that they really had Jeff Jarrett in mind to be the head guy of that group, and that caught wind and with, with, the, with the wrestling community and the audience, and they were like, okay, they're really trying hard to figure out who they want to make for this reveal. And I think that, I think the Jeff Jarrett theory is out the window now, and like I said, they're in a holding pattern, and they don't know what to do because they want to, like, trick the wrestling fans. I don't think they're as smart as they think they are. The problem is that I would rather the obvious choice than what they're doing right now. When you look at this, I mean, look, right now, 
Ace and Eights won storyline of the year on our show. Now, and we talked about it last week. Uh, we threw around some other storylines, but enough fans put that storyline over. That was the storyline of the year. Um, and I really liked it. I thought it was an interesting take. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, I mean, you're going to look at any invasion angle as being, you know, oh, they're just trying to do NWO again. I get it, but so what? We can't do an invasion angle ever again because the NWO did it? I mean, you know, I, I liked it. And top of everything, like when they put Sting out, like you said, that was awesome. It was vicious. It was violent. It was one of the things that we've talked about on the show a lot that, uh, you know, the, the you know, aspect. With a hammer. What? Not a steel, he beat him with a hammer, not a steel chair. He didn't put him through a table. Well, they did put him through a table. But he beat him with a hammer, like a like somebody get out of your toolbox. You know what I mean? You don't see too many guys beating guys up with hammers, you know? I thought it was Sorry awesome. to make the group look strong. And I feel like since then, they're just a group of jobbers. And I don't understand why, like, you know, everybody in that group continues to lose matches. You have at least one of them win a match. Look, look strong. I mean, it, it's it's just getting you know. All right, so Ace and Eight's a group of jobbers, um, and like I said, I would rather the reveal be at this point. Uh, even Eric Bischoff, at least it's a bigger name. I mean, you're like, you know, and, and you said it when today's like, oh my god, it's Mike Knox. Like, really, Mike Knox? Like that's that's the best you can do, and so when you go into TNA this past week and the big reveals, uh, being like you know Sting returning and masking, uh, both those things fell a little flat, and and we've been pretty positive about uh, TNA, but uh, you know it's funny. It, it reminded me a lot of I don't know if anyone out there, if anyone, I'm sure people out there watched Lost. Lost would have these TV promos. Where they, you know, this week on Lost, everything you've been asking will be revealed this week. Just, and they did that all the time, and I felt like that—that that was kind of the feeling I had with Impact. That it was, you know, they—they they oversold what was going to happen, and and it kind of, it, it fell flat. It it really did. Um, Here's another thing, too, that I noticed with that. Like, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's just on the tip of my tongue. When Doc attacked Kurt Angle and, like, Devon and the other guy were, like, blocking Samoa Joe from the cage to save Angle, did you notice that, like, Samoa Joe just, like, practically stood there and paced? Like, that's his tag team partner. Like, wouldn't you try to, like, fight the other two guys to eventually get to him? Like, he just stood there. It's like... What the hell's going on? Like, are these guys not thinking properly? Like, I don't get it. Like, it just—it didn't seem like he showed any sense of urgency. Like, my tag team partner is getting beat up, and like, why did you even go in the cage by yourself before your partner got in there in the first place? Like, you got to think smart. Like, you know, like I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it just—it it, it didn't make sense, really, top to bottom. Um, you know, there was some entertaining things. So let me ask you. I mean, I'm curious what your thought is. I thought Hogan and Bully Ray was entertaining. Um, and I think it's been entertaining, uh, the two of them jawing back and forth. However, I'm kind of curious, like, where the hell they're going with it. And now uh, Bully Ray is suspended. So I thought the exchange was good. However, 
kind of curious where it's going. You know, I don't know where it's going. I mean, I thought I thought the exchange was good, and for the first time, like that impact zone. Granted, you know, it's probably mostly the same fans every week, but they booed Hogan. I mean, they're they're starting to get behind Bully Ray, um, which is odd because you know a year ago we were talking about how he was the best heel in the business, and now you know. He's one of their top baby faces in the company. Um, and they were booing Hogan when he made that decision to suspend him. I mean, I don't know where they're going with it. I mean, I could just take a guess, and, I, you know, I'm probably wrong. I could be wrong at this, but, you know, they, they talked about, oh, I don't trust you, and you're a scumbag, and you're with my daughter, and this, that, and the other. You know, maybe it will turn out that, like, during Bully Ray's suspension that, like, aces and eight approach him, and maybe, you know, he's – he joins up with them, or it was a big ruse with him and Brooke all along against their father, and they've been a part of Aces and Eights, you know, or like Baby Bully Ray, the leader. I mean, I don't know where they're going with it. The suspension, I don't, first of all, I don't think the suspension thing's going to last long. You know, I think they'll have some stuff, you know, taped in the can of, you know, maybe Bully Ray at home or, you know, somebody sitting down with him and, you know, doing an interview, maybe Mike today does like a sit-down interview in his home with him about his reaction to the suspension. I don't know. Um, but maybe that's a good thing that, that, I, that, you know, wrestling fans like myself and you don't know where they're going to go with this. But it just – that's a, it, it's entertaining, but I just don't – there's no, like, really rhyme or reason as to, like, why Hogan doesn't trust him and, you know, how did Bully and Brooke – hook up and, you know, all that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just need a little more explanation to the story, but. Yeah, agreed. I mean, if they gave us a little bit of history on, on how they met uh, and how, like, the relationship uh, began, maybe that would be something. Um, <clears throat> again, I think the exchanges have been good. I think they've been entertaining. Um, you know, Hogan can be hit or miss at times promo-wise, but I think his uh, – Going back and forth with uh, Bully Ray has, has worked out well for for him. Uh, and, and look, you, we've talked about it a lot on the show. You can't go wrong with Bully Ray in a promo, so that's all working. Uh, but it's interesting because I, I thought Thursday night's show was good, but disappointing. And you know, it's interesting though when you look at our, our end of the year awards. You know, TNA had a, a real strong showing. I mean. You know, obviously, best unsigned talent TNA wouldn't be eligible for. Uh, TNA did not win Wrestler of the Year, but, you know, storyline, event, and match of the year all goes TNA. And after we announce the awards, we're being really critical on the first uh, Impact of 2013. And uh, moving through Impact, and, uh, you know, we had a... Triple threat match that's going to be set up now between uh, Hardy, Aries, and Rude. Uh, your thoughts right now on, on Hardy's title reign? So far, I like it. I mean, the people, I mean, granted, they're they're wrestling in front of the same audience every week on television. I mean, but everyone's behind it. You know, he's got a following. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that their house show business isn't the greatest. They run smaller venues. They sometimes even pack, like, 400 people in a small venue, which is terrible. I mean, that's a really good indie show, but that's not, you know, good for the number two company in the wrestling business. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming, you know, he's, you know, Hardy is the champion on house shows. You know, he's, he's, he's done well in front of the audience. I like his run. 
And I think that, you know, he's, in my opinion, he's he's a recognizable name. He's got a following amongst, you know, teenage girls and young kids. Um, I think it's I think it's helpful that he's in this role, and in some ways, you know, people may disagree with me, but you know, he's he is a role model in some ways. I mean, if you look like he's gone from like being at the bottom of the barrel, he hit his own personal rock bottom and and screwed up his life, and he left and took care of himself, and he's come back to like achieve all the things that he's wanted to achieve in the wrestling business as a, you know, a, a cleaner, different person. And that's just, that's something that, that, you know, could be conveyed to an audience and to some people in the, in the audience that watch TNA impact that are going through similar situations like him. And it could be something that they could capitalize on to a certain extent to help not only gain another audience, but to get over the Jeff Hardy character more, um, if he's not more over, you know, if he's not over more than he already is, so I like it, and I like go, I like going forward with it. Um, I think after this match, though, with Aries and Root, I think he should move on to somebody else. Like maybe, you know, maybe uh, you know a, a James Storm or uh, you know, hell, I'd give I'd give uh, Daniels and Kazarian a shot at him. They've been doing some great stuff together, so I'd like to see where Hardy goes further on with this run. I, I don't want to see him lose it just yet. I'd like to see him go further down the road and see what happens. Interesting, yeah, because it is definitely a, a big question mark on who that next guy uh, would be, and, and James Storm is is definitely very popular. Uh, you know, are we going to do a face face program, or uh, they're going to find another heel? I agree with you. It would be interesting to promote uh, Kaz. Uh, and or Christopher Daniels into that role. Uh, they've been very entertaining. And in fact, maybe consistently the most entertaining thing about TNA uh, as of late. Loved uh, Kazarian's uh, impression of AJ Styles uh, a few weeks ago. Just uh, I'm enjoying the whole character, but the character between the two of them. Uh, I love the whole uh, the world's best tag team of the world. Um, they're just entertaining. They're funny, but they don't. They skate that line. They're not uh because they're not jobbers. So they're they're extremely entertaining and funny. But it's not like uh, a Santino Morella or a Zack Ryder who you know are obviously the comic relief, but they don't win a whole hell of a lot of matches either. Uh, Kaz and, and Daniels are you know very talented and win some matches, and they're kind of the comedy relief. So I've I've enjoyed what they've done and. Uh, I don't know if we'll see them with the, the tag belts uh, anytime in the near future, but uh, I think we're definitely going to see them uh, maybe splitting up and having some single success. Yeah, I could see uh, I could see both of them going into the X division, or I could see one of you know I could see Daniels more or less competing for the TNA title against Hardy. I mean he's a he's probably one of the sound one of the best sound technical wrestlers out there today, um, and he's really brought some depth to his character from when he started in TNA, you know, he's he, in, in ring wise, you know, he's, he's got, he's, he's been good to great, maybe even gotten better over the years, but his character, he's been, he's been more of a darker, you know, you know uh, more serious character. He's brought more personality out in the past two years or so in with this character. And there's some range to it. And I think, and he's, he's very, he, he, he talks very well, and, and you know, he, he, like I said, he's funny at times. Um, 
So I could I could see him being one one of those two if they were to put one of them in the main event slot to to compete for the the world heavyweight championship. And obviously they'd both be a great asset to the X division. Um, I'd like to see more of the older names go back to the X division to help rebuild that division. I mean they've got RVD is kind of like you know the the figurehead of that division now, and they got some young guys that they want to build it around. You know Zima Ion and Kenny King and Christian York. And then you got Kid Cash, who's been in the X Division for a while. Um, but I'd like to see, like, a Daniels and a Kazarian make appearances every now and then. Maybe Joe get back in there and fight scrap for the title. You know, AJ, you know, AJ Styles, we've mentioned him. You know, I'd like, to see, I'd like to see that division get revamped. And, you know, what's old is new again in wrestling seems to be a theme, you know, all throughout the wrestling industry. And it would be pretty cool if they brought them back in there to help restore – you know, some prominence to the X Division because in the early days of TNA, that was, that was you know, the, the head and shoulders above the rest what made that company stand out from the WWE when they first started. It was the X Division. You know, they even had, they even had an X Division championship main event, a pay-per-view with Daniels, AJ, and Joe. So it's possible for them to do it again. They have the talent. They just got to know how to utilize it and put some time and focus into that instead of into, you know, crap storylines like Robbie E. having a bro-off with that guy, who I forget his name, that's with the Tara, whatever her name is. I think that that's just stupid stuff. So. I hear you. I, it was interesting this past week. Cause I, you know, the one thing that other programs, you know, TV-wise, you know, there's us, NWA on Fire, there's TNA, there's WWE, and and – you know, it's it's creating must-see TV, and that's what the WWE does better than than other promotions. Uh, it's that must-see TV. Like, I don't care what you're saying. If you're a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan, not a, not a mark for a certain company, but you're an actual wrestling fan. You're tuning in tomorrow night because The Rock's going to be on. They've created must-see TV, and they do that. And there's also, you know, I, I don't know if. I mean, I guess the WWE Championship is kind of must-see TV, but they create moments uh, that you have to tune in to watch. You're right. TNA, their X Division, was must-see TV because there's something different, uh, something you, you wanted to see each and every week. And, you know, it's interesting what, what you said about certain uh, competitors. You know, Christian York, and I like him, and I like his look. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. He looked terrible on Thursday. He really did. Um, and I was curious, you know, I, I found myself wondering if he's really an X division guy, um, if they should just switch his style and, and make him a brawler and, uh, you know, get him involved in, in somewhere else. Uh, you know, you have an RVD that's, uh, X division style, but you know, he's, he's getting up there. He's slowed down. Uh, so it's difficult to create that must see TV, those crazy matches that you want to see. And, I agree with you. Rebuilding that division uh, might be the most important thing for TNA going forward in, uh, you know, in 2013. And, and maybe someone like a, an AJ Styles where, you know, he, he can't go after the TNA title. You know, maybe he comes back and says, I'm, I'm going after the X Division title. I and mean, maybe that, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, if I can't have that title, I'm going after this title uh, and throw him in the X Division. Uh, but something. But I... I found, you know, on Thursday night, the X Division match being one of the weaker matches of the night, if not the weakest. And, and that was weird to me that, you know, that should be the match that kind of blows you away, that has a few spots that kind of, you know, 
blow, you know, flip you out. Like, you're like, oh, my God, you know, as a wrestling fan. And, and there really wasn't. It was just very mechanical, uh, very methodical, and it didn't have that that wow factor. And that's really what you need. You need to create that uh, must-see TV. And, and that's really where TNA, uh, you know, has kind of dropped the ball. And I know they wanted to move uh, uh, Aries into the uh, main event picture, but... You know, maybe he's a guy, like, in the next few months, you move him back in the X Division, because he's phenomenal at that style, you know? And like you said, if you if you put back, like, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, and then you you put back Austin Aries, you kept Zima Ion, you know, Kenny King, uh, all of a sudden, you're like, all right, you know, now these are some matches I want to see. These are some things that are, you know, going to be really entertaining, and... I think that might be the most important. That should be Dixie Carter's and Hulk Hogan's New Year's resolution for 2013 is to make the X Division uh, more entertaining going forward. I think that's most important. Thank you all for tuning in to the Ken Reedy Show, KenReedyShow.com. Be sure you guys check us out tomorrow on Facebook because we always have a raw chat, Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. And we got about a half hour left, so be sure to give us a call. You got thoughts on all this stuff going on, 347 838 9815. The number again is 347-838-9815. And the difficult thing right now for every wrestling promotion on the planet is we are moving into WrestleMania season and you just cannot compete with the WWE when you're in WrestleMania season, kicking it off with a bang tomorrow night, title match, The Rock coming back. Um, You know, we have Orton's return. And it's interesting looking at Orton coming back where exactly do they slot this guy in? He's still a face. We've heard rumblings for a while now that he wants to turn heel. Um, I mean, they turn him heel and do the obvious, him versus Sheamus, and, and build a program with the two of them, perhaps. But uh, when we go forward and we're looking at uh, WrestleMania season, there's some guys, uh, uh, Randy Orton, who's a big name. Where where exactly do you, you figure he slots in, Dave? Um. Well, there, it's it's pretty much been made official after what you saw Friday night, and I even read the, a tweet by Sheamus saying that you know, he's you know that he's he's going to outsnake the snake, meaning you know Randy Orton. Um, it looks like they're going to go full swing with Randy Orton and Sheamus. I don't know if they're going to you know have a, a pay per view match right away at the Royal Rumble, or if they're going to. Well, I know they're going to be in the Rumble match, so maybe it'll maybe it sets the two of them up in. A singles match at WrestleMania, or maybe even a title match. I mean, I heard a rum- I heard a rumbling, you know, about a month ago that they wanted to do Sheamus and Orton for the World Heavyweight Title with Orton as the heel. Um, so I don't know where you go with that. But then I also heard rumors that they that, that Sheamus and Orton was off the table, and they wanted to do Ryback and Orton. So maybe Orton turning heel, feuding with Sheamus, gets him to Ryback. For WrestleMania, maybe Ryback wins the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I think I think a, a, a move with Randy Orton as a heel is definitely is definitely needed for him. I mean, the babyface run pretty much ran its course. Um, his pops aren't nearly as big as they were when he was a babyface um, recently on TV. And you know, the other thing I noticed too is that you know, like. The Shield put him out of action on TV. You know, in the storyline, the Shield took him out. He came back. He cleaned house, attacked the Shield. Um, I mean, didn't get. It didn't seem like he got enough of him. 
But then Friday night he comes out and he makes his intentions clear. He wants to be the champion and he wants to enter the Royal Rumble. Well, the Royal Rumble's down in a few weeks. Why wouldn't you want to challenge the guys that separated your shoulder and took you out for a couple of weeks? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you want to have a match with them and, you know, end that? Maybe they'll have it on Monday. I don't know. But it just seems like to me that, like, maybe he needs a, a you know, good kick in the ass. And maybe, maybe this shield attack will as brought him back to his old fighter ways. I mean, probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen a heel do is when he DDT'd Stephanie McMahon and then he kissed her right in front of a handcuffed Triple H. I mean, that was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen in, in the past 10 years when it comes to when a, you know, a heel tactic. So I think a, a move for Randy Orton in the heel department um, would be better for the company and would be better for him. Because CM Punk, who's the number one heel in the WWE, has been injured, and they really hadn't had a backup plan. Um, granted, it kind of fell into the time of, you know, the month of December where their storylines kind of stay in a holding pattern. I, keep, I hate to use that word again, but it's, you know, it's the only one I could think of. Um, and they didn't really have a backup. Having Orton as, a, you know, the number two healer, maybe even the number one if he can surpass CM Punk because he's capable of it, would probably be better suited for him. So I'd like to see a Randy Orton heel. And if you were to do a match with Sheamus or even one with Ryback again, um, I, I, I would, I'd, like, I'd like to see that, either either or. But definitely I want to see Randy Orton in a heel role in a, in a top position because I think he got shafted last year at WrestleMania. But I'll say this, his match with Kane at WrestleMania last year was pretty damn good for, for what it was considering the buildup for it. Yeah, there were a lot of people that criticized uh you know, Orton being booked in that match and thinking, oh, he deserves better, but it was a good match. And I admire Orton because, you know, he's he's kind of taken a back seat, uh, but he continues to, to come out and perform. You know, you don't, you don't hear these stories about him whining and complaining. You hear about him advocating to be a heel. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's a company guy. Like, he's going out and doing his job. His face turn, look, I get it. I get fans were cheering him, so it was just kind of, the obvious thing for for this wrestling fan, for myself, never really got it. Never got into it. Never. Uh, it just never worked for me. I mean, he's the viper. Uh, you know, he's a snake uh, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. You know, the snake symbolizes evil. Uh, you know, it was just kind of one of those things. Like his whole persona is is evil. Um, you know, at times, and it's not even just being a bad guy. It's just it's evil. Um, and at times when he he looked to get a pop, uh, it, it seemed forced, and uh, that he was a little bit uncomfortable with it. Uh, just his whole persona just works as as a heel. If they if look if they went a complete overhaul and they decided, uh, you know that they uh. You know, we're going to change even the whole Viper thing. And they were just going to change. You know, he was a legend killer. Now he's the Viper. If they were going to completely turn that around, then fine. Maybe the face change would have worked a little bit more for me. But to continue the whole Viper thing and and be a face, it just really just didn't work for me. So I think his work is, is far better as a heel. And I agree with you. And it was a shame that the match didn't live up to it. But that that moment... When uh, Orton DDT'd uh, Stephanie, and the, he slithered over and kissed her while Triple H was handcuffed, uh, amazing. I mean, you know, you want to start putting up like best heel moments 
uh, in history. I mean, that, that to me, that's up there. Cause, uh, and especially in this era. Because uh, you don't have a lot of things that are just downright wrong. And and that was just wrong on so many levels. I mean, you know, to, you know, it was like to punch a woman. That's bad. That's wrong. Um, but to strike a woman anyway, that's wrong. Uh, to strike a guy's wife, that's wrong. Uh, to strike a guy's wife while you, you, like in front of the guy, that's over the top wrong. And then while he's while she's unconscious, you kiss her in front of the guy. Wow. I mean, that was just wrong on so many levels. And, you know, again, unfortunately, the match didn't live up to it. But truly an amazing move. And I would love to see what he could do and where he could go if he turned heel again. So it's interesting going into this season um, where this whole thing is going to unfold and where Randy Orton's uh, character is going to unfold. Uh, we talked with some callers early on while, while uh, you were desperately trying to get home and uh, get on the show. So I'll I'll hit you up with this. Is there any way that the uh, the Rock doesn't win the title at the Rumble? Yeah, I think there's a good possibility the Rock doesn't win the title at the Rumble. Um, I, here's how I look at it. Every time the Rock comes back and they hype the Rock's returning, the Rock's returning, it seems to be less and less of a big deal. It's a big deal, but it just seems to be less. Like when he first came back a few years ago and announced he was going to host WrestleMania, you and I both, we were, we, I think I texted you, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, like it's just, it just got really interesting. And then when they announced the main event of WrestleMania 20 a year in advance, I was like, damn, we just text, we text each other at night. We're definitely going. We'll see you in Miami. And, you know, and, and it just seems to get – got to get the most out of the rock, in, in my opinion. Like last year, he was like – Oh, you know, I'm when you see me again, I'm going to be competing for the WWE Championship, or I want I want to crack at the WWE title the next time you see me. And to me, like as a performer and in a storyline sense, like once he reaches that, there ain't going to be anything else he 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 can do. You know what I mean? So it's almost like he should lose this match at the Royal Rumble to CM Punk. And granted, he'll, the company will do, do do big business if he's the champion, but he should lose this match to CM Punk, put a huge notch on CM Punk's, you know, proverbial belt for his career if he were to, you know, have a match with The Rock, number one, and then beat him. And then, personally, what I'd like to see, Rock lose at the Royal Rumble, then he goes into the chamber with the other five guys, loses that match, and then The Rock's like, you know what? I tried twice for the title. I came up short, but there's still, you know, but I've been WWE champion before. He goes, I wanted to see if I could still hang with the big dogs. I can still hang with the championship, you know, with the, with the championship contenders. I'll get that another day, but there's one thing I've never done, and that's go after the streak at WrestleMania. Rock Undertaker for the streak. It would be amazing. I agree. I, I just, I, I don't know. It would be cool. I just, I doubt they're going to go that way. Um, I doubt they go that way too, but you know, it's just you know one man think, well, you know, two of us thinking here, you know. But I mean, where where they where would you slot in Cena? If it's Cena Rock two at WrestleMania, if the Rock, uh, you know, if they do it, what you're saying, and and I think that works. I think it's that would be incredibly entertaining to see because the they could do Rock for the title next year if they wanted to. That could be the story. 
You know, Rock fell short one year, you know, trying to go the t- going for the title. He's going to come back, you know, in next year's Royal Rumble and guarantee to win the Royal Rumble to go to WrestleMania to face the champion. You know, I mean, you could build a story around that, that he lost twice, you know? I, I totally agree with you. I, I think it would be very entertaining, and I think it would be one of those things that, you know, again, we've talked about the streak a lot, and the biggest problem with the streak is, is building suspense that will it, in fact end and uh this is something that i think would build that suspense that you know maybe they let the rock end the streak who knows um but that being said if they went in that direction where are you slotting in john cena see that's a tough one hey i was thinking about that too you know doing you know fantasy booking being you know the the the, the, uh the monday morning quarterback but uh i thought maybe seeing the direction that they want to take ryback and basically, they, they, it looks like they're building him up to be the next big star for that company, to be that face. You know, a, a somewhat of a uh, passing of the torch moment, John Cena versus Ryback. Or, you know, maybe you know, that, that, would be, that would be an option. I mean, you know, if, you did, they, if they did rock an Undertaker, you know, you do a John Cena versus a Ryback. Or even, you know, what about a John Cena and Triple H? You know, they've had some pretty good matches. You know, they had one at WrestleMania, which... The, the in-ring quality was terrible, but, you know, obviously it was in Chicago, so the, the atmosphere was electric. But um, I, I, most likely I'd like to see a John Cena Ryback, you know, somewhat of a passing of the torch, because it seems like 2013 we're not going to see as much John Cena as we normally do, and I think it would be fitting if they had John Cena and Ryback and he goes over, you know, he, he puts over Ryback and we're, we're in full swing to, uh, you know, uh, the, the era of, you know, feed me more, so to speak. But then again, John Cena did say on Monday that, you know, he will be WWE champion at some point in 2013. So maybe they have him go after the title. I don't know. I really, I mean, I really don't know. It seems like, you know, to me with John Cena that they've run its course as far as where they can go with him in a championship sense. Now let's see where they can go with him putting over younger talent like he did with Dolph Ziggler. You know, right back could be the next step. Or they maybe could just do John Cena and CM Punk. They both have great matches with each other, you know. Why not do it on a grander stage at WrestleMania? You know, they're both two cornerstones of the company. I don't see why not. But it's tough with John Cena. But unfortunately, I, I will go on record as saying I have that feeling that ultimately they will get back to John Cena versus The Rock, and it will happen at WrestleMania, and most likely for the title. But I hope I'm surprised, and I hope I'm wrong. The problem is that WrestleMania is, you know, honestly, it's more for the general public than wrestling fans. And that's when they're going to go, you know, they're they're not going to, at least in my opinion, they're not going to go outside the box. They're going to go with what is bonafide bank. And uh, as much as a wrestling fan, I mean, I can I can hear the rock in my head saying, you know, I've been the WWE champ, and I've been around the world, and I've won all sorts of titles. But you know, there's one thing, one thing The Rock hasn't done, and and he calls out Taker. I mean, that that would just be, it would be amazing. Uh, but it's you know, it's like WrestleMania season. It's almost like you just just expect the obvious, and uh, you know, again, hopefully they they do a swerve. But uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see Rock Cena too, and not not that I'm necessarily opposed to that. It'll be interesting to see uh, a uh, something 
turn and something different, but uh, you know, I, I just think they're going to go with the obvious right now. And we have reached that point in the program. You know what it is, Dave. Here we go. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And this is this portion in the program where we pick something in the world of wrestling, something that we enjoy, that we, we like, that we just sat back on our couch and we nodded to ourselves and said, yeah, yeah, that works. We do this each and every week, our nod of approval. Dave, what gets your nod of approval this week? Well, it's it's a combined effort of, uh, you know, a combined of a combination of, excuse me, I can't talk today, a combination of a few things. Um, Friday Night at SmackDown, they hyped up the rematch for the Intercontinental Championship between Wade Barrett and Kofi Kingston. And they put out some good matches. Specifically, the t- the match they had at TLC was an awesome match. I thought it was, I thought it was one of the best matches of the, of the year. Just the overall, you know, quality of wrestling that they had, um, and the excitement that the match brought. So when they when they put the match on, you know, when they hyped it up, I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to it. And they really, you know, they've been doing a great job in the past, you know, six months, you know, maybe even maybe even the whole, you know, 2012 of really trying to make the secondary championships the mid card title, like the United States title and the Intercontinental title, mean something. So I forget what match they had, but they interviewed Wade Bear after the match and talked about how important it was that he won the Intercontinental title and, you know, how he beat Kofi and how he guaranteed he was going to walk out, you know, a standard promo, but it was still good. And then they had another match, and they said, we'll have a response back from Kofi Kingston after this match. And then they had Kofi's response. And Kofi was asked about, you know, why the rematch so soon, and Kofi, you know, said something along the lines of, you know, I had to sit there on, on WWE main event the other night and watch him with my title. And it seemed like it was just the, just the look on his face and the, the emotion in his voice seemed very, you know, like like it was important to him that he you know that that losing that title sucked for him. It was a it was an important championship for him to hold, and you you don't see that a whole lot with guys, with the exception of the WWE or the World Heavyweight Championship. But, but the secondary titles, it seems like okay, a guy lost, he's like, all right, you know, I'll go do something else now. You know what I mean? So. Between that and the actual match itself was a great match. And the finish was awesome when Kofi jumped off the rope and Bear gave him that bull hammer elbow in midair. I just thought it was cool, you know, the, the, the finish. And it was definitely a defining moment where it was like, all right, this match is over. Because we've seen moments like that before where, you know, you see a, a side, exciting, spectacular move and then the guy kicks out. You know what I mean? Like, we, you knew at the end of that match, you know, after that move was done that, that match was over. Barrett won. So the two promos between them, just the overall build that the announcers brought to the Intercontinental Championship itself, and then between you know Kofi and Barrett talking about the importance of the title in the match, that gets my nod of approval this week. It was a very good, and it had that that old school kind of feel to the program. And you're right, they've you know done a good job at, at putting over the uh, secondary titles. Uh, I, I thought they put on some very good matches. I was like, wow, look, a real legit rivalry uh, around a secondary title. And totally agree with you on uh, Kofi's interview. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, well, I'm going to go on to bigger and better things. Like, well, It was really like he just, he showed emotion. 
Um, it was devastating to him not to have the IC title. And I, I thought that was great. And you're right, the match was very good. Just a solid, solid program all around. My nod this week, you know, I'm taking a page out of Dave's handbook, but, uh, you know, didn't like a lot of the stuff surrounding the match. Uh, and even the match itself was okay at best. But, man, my nod goes to Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, because, man, when he when he got Kali up in his finisher, it's very impressive. And, you know, I, I've said it before on the show, and I say, you know, I, I've done some powerlifting competitions. You know, I like to lift the weights. Uh, you know, and I do like seeing those feats of strength in, in, in wrestling. Uh, that was really impressive to me. Uh, it was one of those moments that uh, when you look at guys who down the road may be uh, a main event type, uh, even a WrestleMania main event type, uh, you know, Cesaro is slowly but surely putting himself in that conversation. And uh, I just thought that was an impressive moment. Like I said before, I'm going to preface this nod by saying, I almost threw up when Natalia said that Kali reminded her of her uncle Brett, meaning Bret Hart. Easy. Uh, that that bothered me quite a, quite a bit. I'm glad I, I you know what, I'm glad I didn't see that because I'm just thinking about throwing up in my mouth right now. <laughs> I mean, he's such a specimen. I mean, I get what they're doing with the uh, hornswoggle and the, the height differential is kind of fun, but. I don't know if a specimen like a Kali needs, like, these goofballs hanging around with them. And, uh, you know, he wins a match, and Natalia and Hornswoggle are dancing around him. It's just, uh, I don't know. It just, all that stuff doesn't work for me. But let me stop being negative, because this is all about the nod of approval. So my nod goes to that moment, that single move, when uh, Zaro got the great Kali up in his finisher. Very impressive. So there you have it. Antonio and uh, Kofi and Wade Barrett get the nods of approval this week. The Ken Reedy Show nods of approval. And there you go, this week's nods of approval. We're about five minutes out from the end of our program. You know, going forward, Dave, in the next few weeks, we're entering WrestleMania season. Uh, NWA on fire, you know, definitely trying to make some noise in the business. TNA, uh, who knows? Uh, we were kind of critical of them this week. But, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to as far as uh, 2013 and, and the uh, the wrestling world? Well, I can't go as far as the whole year, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the you know the hype on the, on the road to WrestleMania, um, you know, with with what they got going on with some of the big names returning and you know how things are going to unfold because it's always an exciting time of year from January till you know March, early April seems to be you know when the WWE has it right as far as like building up a show. Um, you know, I look forward to you know. I look forward to TNA. Hopefully, you know, hopefully with this, like I said in one of my you know predictions for you know 2013 last week, I'm hoping that TNA can you know capitalize on not having as many pay-per-views, 
but being able to build storylines better and going longer so that the, 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 that the blow-offs mean a lot more than they do. Um, as far as the NWA goes, I hope that I can get the NWA on my goddamn cable in Connecticut so I can watch and see what's going on um, so I don't have to sit in front of a computer and watch them um, because I really want to check, check it out. I've seen a few stuff, you know, you know on, online, but I just don't have the patience to sit in front of a computer. So um, overall, I'm just looking for a solid, productive year and some surprises, too. I want to be surprised. You know, I want, I want, to, you know, I, I want some shockers, you know. Something that's just going to be a game changer in any company, for that matter. You know, something that's just going to get people talking. You know, in terms of you know talent. You know, moving forward. You know, in other companies. I just, I just want to, I want to be surprised and, and shocked. That's what I want. That's good. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to. I mean, look, being a part of the NWA on fire. Uh, yeah, I want you to get the show in uh, your. <laughs> Excuse me. What I'm looking forward to in 2013 is getting rid of this cold. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope uh, you know we continue to grow and Me TV gets uh, out into more markets. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's been cool being a part of the NWA. So I'm looking forward to a lot more stuff. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, I mean, one of the coolest moments for me was sitting in a bar and uh, the TV is on and. There I am on TV, and people in the bar are kind of trying to look over each other to, uh, they're like, wait, is that is that him? Is that so? That was kind of cool. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, we got some talented guys on the roster. Uh, hoping the marketing uh, does well and uh, we get our name out there. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, as far as uh, TNA goes, just just write the ship at this point and uh, revamp that X division. I'm hoping they go that way. Uh, and kind of what you said. I mean, this is. Honestly, this is the best time of year to be a wrestling fan. I mean, everything else, look, we talked about, I mean, if ROH, TNA, NWA, all the other, BWO, uh, PWS, like all those uh, indie promotions, they all, you know, put on good shows. That's just gravy for a wrestling fan this time of year. This this time of year is all WWE. It's, it's the run to WrestleMania. And again, I do not think that it is an exaggeration at all to think that this may be one of the best WrestleManias ever. When you start to look at the names that are going to be involved, uh, I think it could be incredible. And, and I do think that, you know, as much as I'd like to see a swerve, when you talk about the names involved, uh, even if they go obvious, it's still going to be a really good WrestleMania. I mean, Rock Cena will, too, will still be a good match if they go in that direction. Uh, you know, Taker always steps up his game at, at WrestleMania. So I think if he if he's coming back, uh, he's going to put on a a hell of a match. Um, as much as I don't need to see it a second time, uh, you know, I, I feel like Triple H and, and Brock Lesnar will put on an entertaining match. Uh, it will be violent. It will be hard-hitting. So, uh, you know. They better because the first one was not entertaining, in my opinion. But at WrestleMania, I just feel like they'll, they'll step up their game and, um, you know, again, when you're bringing back all these names, I do think that you're looking at WrestleMania being incredible this year. And, uh, you know, especially if they build uh, some storylines. I mean, if Jericho's coming back for the WrestleMania run, I mean, who knows? I mean, the only thing we start talking about WrestleMania, and if we're being critical of the WWE, and we talked about it tonight, is where do you slot in certain guys? And it's interesting when you look at certain names, certain big names, uh, guys who have been big over the past few years. There's not a 
an obvious spot for him, for them. You know, there's not an obvious spot for Del Rio right now. There's not an obvious spot for, for Orton. There's not an obvious spot for the Miz. Um, it's, and these are guys that have been for a while now and, uh, you know, don't know where exactly you're going to slot them. So, I mean, when you have too much talent going into WrestleMania, it promises to be a hell of a season. So, uh, this is the best time of year. And, and you know what, Dave, I'm looking forward to uh, calling stuff each and every week and, and coming in, doing the show, and, and just talking about the uh, WrestleMania season. This is going to be uh, amazing, getting to take live calls and uh, talk about WrestleMania a few months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, and this, WrestleMania is in our backyard. And it's it, this is... Yeah, this is the time of year when, you know, it's 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 a wrestling fan's second Christmas. And uh, the Ken Reedy Show is going to have a second Christmas right in our backyard. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, just get our show out there as well, promote, you know, in our area and, you know, put our stamp of approval in the wrestling business, in the radio business that, you know, we're, we're the hottest thing going today. I, I really look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is our first show of 2013. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you all for supporting us. Again, check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Be sure to jump on with us tomorrow night, the Raw Chat, on our Facebook fa- page, facebook.com slash thekenreedyshow. And to give you the best in pro wrestling talk, thank you all for tuning in. I'm Ken for Dave. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.